welcome to another Hello. edition. Oh, no. I really <laughs> thought that, that I was going to get away with that. Uh, think, welcome to another edition of Thinking Like a Lawyer. I'm Joe Patrice from Above the Law. Uh, I'm joined by Chris Williams. Catherine Rubino is off today because she has no voice, as it turns out. I'm pretty and, sure there are some legislators in Texas who are okay with that. But ooh, we same. are... We were we are carrying her with us in spirit. Uh, she's fine. She just you know just a little sick. So that's why the interruption happened. Yeah, I guess we can we can talk a little bit about that. Uh, we'll 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 get into it more. But oh, that's the that's the cue for some small talk. Uh, yeah, no. So yeah, so she she can't talk. You had a little scratch in your throat too, right? Right. Yeah, I also have a nasty cough. COVID tests say that we're fine. It appears as though. Something that I didn't realize, when you go hang out with a lot of people, you can get sick and it not be COVID. I forgot that we had other diseases. What? They, they exist? I thought it was just COVID and pneumonia. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought I did too. But apparently you can get like actual sick without that, especially when you go to a couple of conferences in a row without masks. So Mind-blowing. Who knew? I well, did look. get some good swag, though. Oh, you did? Oh, well, we're, that's going to be one of our main topics. So let, let's let's hold our fire on what we did as far as the tech shows that we've gone to. Let's uh, instead talk about what you do when you finally got off the tech show, the floor, though, and got to have a weekend. Well, I definitely admired my swag, but since apparently we're going to talk about it at a different time, uh, yeah, yeah. I couch surfed a bit. So the conference, well, Legal Week was in New York. I went to undergrad in Newark, so I had some... Friends oh, cool. and professors there. So I crossed the bridge and hung out with some friends and played a lot of Elden Ring. Oh, yeah. How is that? It is horrible. Right. Bad. I'm 65 hours deep. Oof. I don't know the plot of the game. Okay. But I'm okay with that. And anybody who's played Bloodborne, Dark Souls 1, 2, or 3, you know, you know what it is. It's like, you you play this game as some strange form of penance because you you get you just get hurt repeatedly yeah. and you don't know what's going on. But like I said, I'm 65 hours deep and I'm going to figure out what was happening. Bold words, because I still don't know what happened in Dark Souls one, two and three. And I'm beat all three of those. <laughs> but amazing. It's a good time. Ellie Mistal has been playing it. I've been in side chats with him about it it's not really my yeah i'm sorry to hear that it's it's one of those i think that being a member of the dark souls community and playing dark souls is like being a heavy smoker and like when you see somebody starting to smoke it's like don't do that but then you're talking to smokers and you're like yeah just can you can you bump can i bum a cig you know it's it's like it's one of those things where when you're in it you're in it well okay yeah so we're uh so we well, well, I didn't do that. I went out to West Virginia for a debate tournament that I was helping mm. to run. A lot of folks asked asked after you actually uh, while we were there. Really? Because uh, yeah, well, I mean, people were asking. You know, they they'd seen the announcement that you were working with us now and asked how you'd been. So yeah. oh snap, that's yeah, cool. No, yeah. So a lot of folks asked. I don't know why, but I can't shake the suspicion that once I leave a room, I'm immediately forgotten. So it's no. always nice to hear people remember me. You're like, oh, no, no, that, no. I don't know that name. While your fashion sense is not near where mine is, you're still memorable. Right. You know? um, there's a there's a far gap between exceptional and acceptable. You right. Know? Yeah, I mean, and I, I, we know where we know which wrong you inhabit. I mean, I saw that you did for Legal Week where wear one of those jackets that I was able to find you. So you know, you you knew how to pick a good 
And and I did not know that you were a Green Day fan, but after seeing those Converses, I now have no doubt. Oh, Converses are great. Well, and I was <laughs> a child of that era, so yeah. Like I said, you know. Yeah. No, that man, that works. All right, we, we're fine. We both learned so much. And learning is half the battle, which the other half is split between red lasers and blue lasers. Blazers. <laughs> um, anyway, fine. You know what? Let's soldier forward and talk about uh, some of our topics today. With the conclusion of small talk, let's talk. You had God, that is a, loud. I mean, you know, they, we we deal with it in post. Listen, uh, you had <laughs> the, the a absolutely bonkers story traffic wise last week. Let's talk through that. Yeah. So racists be racing. That's the that's the short and long of it. So I think th- this one it was uh, Kentucky Brown Jackson back again in the spotlight and controversy, despite not even having touched the Supreme Court seat that she will hopefully be inhabiting soon. And which story was this? There were a couple. I think this one. The preemptive strike one where you said the we were previewing the upcoming. That was fun. So yeah. at the at the end of it, I sent the invitation to the uh, wonderful readers and hopefully some of the listeners on the show just saying, what do you think the next goofy thing is that's going to be used to discredit her road to road to greatness? And I got I got a series of funny emails, one of them nice. being. There's going to be an aerial photo of her locks, and you're going to find out that her scalp spells the word woke in it. (laughs) That was so good. And then there there was another one that'll be like, oh, her husband was involved with, I think it was like involved with litigation that was, or said comments that were in relation to Black Lives Matter. And then at the end, they were like, oh, wait, he's white? (laughs) You know, which was sad news to me because I didn't know. That seemed to be Supreme Justice Jackson was married. You know, in my in my in my heart, I was hoping I had a chance. No, you know, because no, she's uh, she's like Paul Ryan's sister in law. I don't I don't know what these words mean. Um, Paul Ryan, which I'm the, okay uh, with. the Republican Speaker of the House, who was the Vice President nominee with Romney. I repeat, I'm okay with you know. Yeah. No, um, that it, my my recollection is that Ryan's wife is the sister of Judge Jackson's husband, I think. It's something like that, where they were, they're in-laws, but not like the, the first step in-laws. It's like the, whatever. Point I hope, is, I hope yeah. that I'm never so deep in the legal baseball, inner, inner baseball that you live in, that I can play the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. Six degrees, is it? <laughs> With like yeah. random, I, I respect degrees. it. I respect it, but it's just. Uh. I mean, you, you get that your job is to get, this deep into I know, six degrees of this. I know that. And it terrifies me because I like I like having weekends. Yeah. And I just and I just know that if and when I get to this level, because the connections I'm already making are like, oh, this person, this person, here's a firm. I I'm I'm at the point where I'm starting to determine that firms actually have like characteristics and personas. Absolutely. Which a couple months ago was like, oh, they all just paid Buku money. Like, what's the difference? In a lot of ways it's like you I mean you've been we've been talking in our Small talks. I don't think I need to play the sound effects. So the, I think people Thank remember. It. But we've been talking in our small talks for a while about video games. I mean, they're the various firms are like various guilds. Uh, they have, they do have different characters. They're doing the same thing. They're going mm-hmm. on the same parties together, but mm-hmm. uh, they have differences. A lot of that's driven by personality, the people who are in charge. But that's a self reinforcing 
situations since the existing partnership invites the new partners. And so it just creates a culture that kind of takes on a life of its own. Uh, yeah, I, I worked at places that were, you know, I worked at places and there were other firms that if I heard their name and a job offer, I would have said, yeah, that's, that's just not me. I'm not going to work at Jones Day. You know, other people do. And, you know, good for them. But, <laughs> well, not really. But, and, you know, that's not fair. Uh, there, there are definitely some good people at Jones Day, uh, as we the know. The ones who lateral because, out? Well, true. And if you're trying to escape there, let me know. But uh, <laughs> it's also true that there are several people there because of their Supreme Court practice and how aggressive they are about building that. There are a lot of folks there who are, you know, they bring in in order to capture nonpartisan work for the Supreme Court. So they there are, you know, former Ginsburg clerks and so on working at Jones Day. But I mean, the overarching philosophy of that firm is much more heavy right wing than uh, I certainly would be comfortable working at. But you So know. what you're saying is at some point we're going to do an article that does a horoscope or like a, which are signed but with firms that we're going to co-write. That's what has yeah. to happen now. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I think that's a great one. We've done these sorts of things before, but I don't think we've ever done it that way. So yeah, let's create our next video game collaboration over what law firms are. I'm with it. Cool. Yeah. All right. So is that does that exhaust our? I mean, I guess we're still moving forward uh, slowly with this nomination process. Obviously. Listen, my my thoughts on this, like, mm -hmm. just so it's clear, one of the things that for, for that comes out to be good content, just like some, you know, making the sausage material and for working at ATL is when firms release salary matches. Like, okay, we could oh, yeah. knock out another article. I know that my weeks moving forward will be made easier. With the amount of racist BS <laughs> that comes that out. people, yeah, yes. So it'll be like I'm. I'm just waiting. And here's the, the wildest thing: is we haven't even done like a confirmation hearing. None of this mm -hmm. is about things she said. Mm -hmm. All the stuff that's been happening so far, all brouhaha, which is just a one a fun word to say, has just mm -hmm. been based off of the criterion Biden used to pick the next person, and basically her name. Like that's all mm -hmm. that's been out. That's all that's been out. So as soon as as soon as there's like a video of her speaking, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, she did material. give the she did give the acceptance speech when uh, in that in that press conference with Biden. But yeah, it's uh, obviously the hearings are going to be an issue. It, there, a lot of the speculation. I've been talking to, with Ellie about this a little bit mm -hmm. too. Like, a lot of the speculation is that the hearings themselves may be anticlimactic, largely mm -hmm. because the adults in the room in the Republican Party who mm -hmm. tend to run those sorts of Senate hearings feel as though this isn't worth getting in a fight over because there is no credible way to pretend that she's not qualified and that all the pressure and all these weird attacks are coming from the auxiliary, uh, your Tucker Carlson's of the world and so on, and they're mm -hmm. trying to whip people up, but that the actual elected officials are more or less going to make this a non-moment. That said, I mean, Lindsey Graham's already said, Lindsey Graham, who voted for her less than a year ago, mm. uh, or uh, just over a year ago, I guess, has now said that she's dangerously woke or something. So who knows? I mean, maybe we'll, it will be contentious, but... We'll see. As soon as she says something as controversial as trans people deserve to have basic human decency acted upon them, or that slavery might be bad... There's mm -hmm. going to be such white lash. It, it's, yeah. it's so, which is horrible that that's the fact of, you know, how race is playing out in the U.S. But easy articles to write. 
you know, you take yeah. the good with the bad. Well, no, that's the thing you're going to realize about this job. A lot of times when things that are that you wish weren't happening, like controversial Supreme Court nominations or, you know, layoffs, uh, which will, you know, hopefully not happen, but have happened in the past. When those sorts of stories start happening, it is obviously a lot of work for us and uh, we love to work. So that's nice. But yeah, you feel bad that uh, you're working on something that's so problematic. Oh, oh, I can't Phone's take ringing. That. Yeah, no, I mean, we don't have time to take that because we're doing the show. We should find some way of dealing with it. So why don't we hear from our friends at Posh? As a lawyer, ever wish you could be in two places at once? You could take a call when you're in court, capture a lead during a meeting. That's where Posh comes in. We're live virtual receptionists who answer and transfer your calls so you never miss an opportunity. And the Posh app lets you control when your receptionist steps in. So if you can't answer, Posh can. And if you've got it, Posh is just a tap away. With Posh, you can save as much as 40% off your current service provider's rates. Start your free trial today at Posh.com. All right, we're back. So <laughs> we have been at a tech show. So I, of course, had been at the ABA Tech Show a couple weeks ago. So you've heard a little bit about that from us already. But since then, we had a show closer to home, uh, the Legal Week show that the folks at ALM put on in New York City. And because of it was so close to home, I was joined by my podcast hosts, co-hosts. So Chris, you were there. Catherine was as well. Wish we could hear from her. But, you know, she says we'll hear things. From, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So so this was your first tech show, uh, legal tech show. So what'd you, what'd you see? Well, before all that, it's my first, I mean, I've seen you, you're, you're cool, whatever, but it was my first time seeing Catherine in like a decade. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah so, uh, first off, it was, it was, it's nice to, uh, see Catherine that's not at a, like, at a debate tournament or like in the, the Zoom screen. Right. Um, and also, uh, stick aside, generally good to see you too, Joe. Um, oh, fair enough. I, you know, I, I have a, I have a heart on occasion, but yeah, so it was cool to go to the tech show because I knew literally nothing about what was going on. And it's, and I always like those opportunities to experience new jargon sets, like just listening yeah. to like, say doctors talk about malpractice or say bakers talk about making torts. You know, it's like, I know a couple of these words, but they're being used in radically different ways. I'm just going to nod my head and smile until I, you know, catch up with the game. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I heard a bunch about people giving, you know, revolutionary, inspiring, game-changing, client-based doodads. And I was like, okay, cool. Nice. What's the swag? <laughs> so yeah. I walked away with a couple pairs of socks, you know. Nice. A charger, a multi-pronged charger that sticks into an outlet that can charge like an iPhone, USB, like universal cord, which I used at least like four times since. And the best thing, and here's where I would put a drum roll if I had access to the, you know, sound. Oh, you, you want to, you want access to a drum roll? Good that you have that drum roll a little bit long. Anyway, one of the, one of the vendors had a magic wand. Sure uh, did. Because their their catchphrase are like, we bring the magic to your firm. Something that was like very cheesy, but done well, considering that they incorporated the swag into it. And there were like seven options. I can get a Dumbledore. I could get a respective wands, of course. I can get a Dumbledore wand. Yeah. I can get a Severus Snape wand. I can get a Sears Black wand, which I considered seriously. But uh, I decided to get the Luna Lovegood wand. Okay. Because uh, I felt like, I mean, if you get the Harry, like... 
Come on. Yeah, I mean, come, come on. on. That's yeah. like the blue jeans. And if you get a Slytherin, you're basically like, you know what? Slavery isn't that bad. You know, because right, like right, the, right. the main thing I think about is like when I think about Dobby in the books, I was like, they, they were slave owners. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, or like a, anyway, that would have been a speaking in tongues joke. It would have been inappropriate. But the web, the wand I got was great. Yeah. Um, so that was yeah. a, that that's from ECFX who had that. Uh, yes. Which is a, a, yep. And this is a sign to all future law and tech firms. When you have good swag, you get remembered. Oh, yeah. The folks at ECFX, they run like an electric court filing system so uh, that's what their business is but yeah they had uh they had wands i saw them i actually chatted with them for a little bit myself it was mm-hmm. it was interesting i didn't see as much of the swag level of the show because i was being run fairly ragged with meetings uh with mm-hmm. um vendors all over the place but it was nice to reconnect with a lot of vendors i, I met a few new ones well m- but most of the folks i talked to were people i'd talked to in the past uh mm-hmm. but my chat my strategy at these sessions is usually kind of a what did you do over your summer vacation question where I'm like, mm-hmm. what happened since the last time we all got an update on your company and what you're working on and your client base, your new updates, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But this time my update, my question was more like, what have you done the last two years? So mm-hmm. it was a much deeper conversation with a lot of these vendors, some very interesting stuff. Everyone seemed very happy to be together again. Uh, mm-hmm. it, you know, and it may, it probably is why I now have this cold that, that you're hearing. That may is, have been the debate tournament. No, it, it started once I got to the tournament. So uh, I must have gotten it beforehand. But no, it's good. Now, you, you mentioned this like learning a new buzzword set. So did anything stick out to you that you, you just kept hearing and you're like, what in the hell is that? I feel like I was pretty much able to get things together through context. I mean... There were I I I was a paralegal for a year and I worked with Relativity, which is a software. Oh yeah, of course, the big ones there. Relatively familiar with Relativity, saw LexisNexis there. I mean, Mm -hmm. know them from from law school, some associations just through that. They and we will be talking more about this over the coming weeks because they haven't released their new, their big new thing yet. But Mm. LexisNexis has some very exciting stuff coming, so I'll you'll be hearing more about that. So one thing I will say is. The thing that stuck up to me wasn't so much the incomprehensibility of the jargon because I, right. I pieced it together after a while. The thing that I found interesting, and this goes back to the firm discussion earlier, was that apparently the conferences have characteristics about them. Like mm-hmm. apparently this Legal Week conference used to be known as the e-discovery conference. Totally. And apparently it's not that anymore. So I was like, oh, what is it like when uh, the nature of a conference changes? I wonder if there are yep. people who thought this would be more e-discovery focused than when it got there. They was like, this is not what I'm expecting. This is not what I thought. And like, I'm wondering how that trajectory happened. Like how much of it was COVID related, how much of it was changes in the just tech field generally. I feel with Legal Week, the change began largely because the e-discovery world itself started to change. Hmm. You started seeing this, uh, well, first of all, a lot of consolidation. You started Hmm. seeing companies buying each other and then there were fewer players. You started seeing some maturity in the field of e-discovery where people started getting it and like, oh, I know what relativity is, you know, that Mm -hmm. sort of thing starts happening. And then another aspect of it is the data just started getting way, way too big. Mm -hmm. Now, when I started as a lawyer, you know, I physically flipped through documents. Then Mm -hmm. things went online and you'd flip through those. And then so much went online, you'd start hiring contract attorneys to look at them. Mm -hmm for you. Then you would hire 
then a- and these various ASLPs started or ALSPs started coming out that would, you know, outsource that often sometimes to other countries to look at everything to lawyers over there because it was just so much. And now it's reached the point where the amount of electronic data is so much that you almost can't even do that. Uh, and that's where the various algorithms come in and people are building their fun new alternatives you know, artificial intelligence and machine learning to take all the documents and work out with degrees of confidence that relevant stuff is in this narrow band, etc. And when that started happening, it became cool. But it also, you know, some of the of the e discovery ecosphere of which there's bunches of parts, that big part that was outsourcing you know, ceased to be as big a deal because, you know, people were moving towards the AI solutions and so on. Uh, I also think that cybersecurity became a bigger deal. Yeah, that was, uh, and, no, yeah. And which was magnified by the uh, the whole geopolitical events going on. Yeah, you were chatting with a guy early on in the show. I know you were talking to that guy about his business. That first day when we showed up, we were sitting down at the bar and mm-hmm. he was talking about his his cyber biz, cybersecurity work. Yeah, I don't know if you remember much about that. His big takeaway, and I think it's what you were hinting at, his big takeaway was that after years of saying to firms, you need to beef up on this, and firms saying, oh, that seems like too much. Uh, right now, he's seeing a boom of firms calling and going, well, wait a minute. Looks like we're about to be on the wrong end of a massive cyber assault. So, you know, good for them that it, it, it's sad that it reached a, it had to reach this point, but good for firms for starting to realize that they're the soft underbelly of the U.S. cyber infrastructure. You know, yeah, it but, feels like it feels like discovering. Wait, the Third Amendment is relevant. Yeah, you know, well, it, it, there's so many problems on the cybersecurity front with law firms. I mean, part of it's that law firms don't quite see the problem, but also, you know, you go to them and say, "Man, this is a conversation I had with a." Another uh, legal uh, yeah, cybersecurity company, but like you go to them and say, here's what it takes, and you cite them a number, and they say, why would we spend that much on something that hasn't happened yet? And the answer is because once it happens, you can't, un, you know, you can't undo it. Uh, and, and it's even worse than that. One of the points that the, this particular guy made to me was, even if you do it now, it may be too late. Uh, oftentimes the way these hacking operations work is they work their way into your system months and months in advance and just sit on it and wait until they want to do something to you. So get yourself protected early is kind of the takeaway of that. Obviously, there's also transactional work. Some of these vendors were doing that. Obviously, e-discovery still is, still is the, the overarching theme of this show, but there were definitely folks there who were doing other things you know, we saw some cool briefing software. Uh, we we're talking with uh, Ross about what he's been working on, and that that's cool. We'll uh, have an article on that here soon. But some cool systems to help you write your briefs more effectively. Uh, what else? Anything that you saw? Pretty much what I hung out with. Yeah, this might be more small talking, but it was okay. also it was also my first. Uh, Hold on, let legal. me get the. <laughs> oh God. You bastard. No, <laughs> it's implied. It's implied. Okay. Um, you're going to do it anyway. It was my it was my first legal conference where... God <laughs> damn it. I'm Team Catherine. I fucking hate that now. <laughs> uh, horrible. So it was mm-hmm. my first... It was my first dry legal conference. Oh, and right, right, right. It wasn't my... It was, wasn't 
for most of the. Well, it was your there. first conference. It was first illegal conference. Period. You yes. also chose to go without drinking. Yes, which may have made things less fun. I could imagine drunken Chris with magic wand would have been a good time, mm-hmm. but it was still good. I got my fair share of Coca Cola. You know, mm-hmm. um, very, very, uh, very sudsy. Stings the nostrils. But yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was that was a nice little side bit. Yes. No. Of course, uh, it was it was a lot of fun. You know, I I saw some cool parties, reconnected with some fun folks, got kicked out of a party in the Rainbow Room. You know, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> so not it's not that I really did anything, but whatever. We can we can leave that mysterious. So I think that more or less sums up everything that happened there. Uh, again, stay tuned. We will be having stories about this for. I don't know, the foreseeable future. My notebook is huge, and it's going to take a while till just to process all of these stories and keep them coming. And with that said, let's uh, begin our outro, which is that you should be subscribed to the show so they get new episodes when they come out. You should be giving reviews, stars, write something. That sh- level of engagement shows that people are listening and you know, algorithms like that. You should be reading Above the Law so you hear these and other stories. Well, not hear. Read these and other stories before. Hear about, maybe? Anyway, whatever. You get stuff. You get these <laughs> stories before they necessarily are here. You should be following us on social media. He's at Rights for Rent. I'm at Joseph Patrice. You should be listening to, uh, I'm a panelist on the Legal Tech Week Journalist Roundtable. You should also check out the other shows on the Legal Talk Network. Catherine also has a show called The Jabot, but she didn't bother to show up today, so we don't need to mention it. Uh, And with all of that, uh, thanks to Posh for sponsoring, and I think that's the end of the show, and uh, we'll let you get back to your day. Have a good one.